the Mart Tips and Rambles with Rafi. Hola, you amazing artists. It's Rafi. And Klee. And today we're talking about serving others. <laughs> we're talking about the difference between being in service to the public by creating what the people want or creating from your heart, oh, regardless yeah. of what the people want. And that's a big one for for me. And there's stories from when I first started and s- doing what the people want. Yes. Uh, basically, that's been a struggle that I've had uh, for my entire career, even now. Yeah, I actually, I don't think any artist escapes this particular struggle, creating what you want versus creating what you think other people want. Well, this is uh, based on a question, right, that we got? Yeah, a really great question. Our question comes from Julie Mayer, and I'm going to paraphrase her question. Um, Basically, what she's saying here is she started selling her stuff online, and um, it did really well which was awesome. Right. Uh, and after a little while, her shop grew and became popular, but she found herself constantly reproducing the same items over and over. And what she says here is that it became kind of soul-sucking. Right. So she wanted to stop doing that and just create from the heart and grow her talents and skills and grow her passion. But she says here that she's feeling guilty about it. She feels like she's not serving She's not creating what the people want to buy if she's only creating what she wants. And she says, I've heard you say, Rafi and Klee, to create what you want to create and just play. And I do now, and things take longer to sell, but I'm much happier. Am I being selfish? Interesting, interesting perspective on it. Actually, that's a that's a very insightful thing because I would say that that's one of the biggest issues that I have when I decide that I'm going to do my own thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Not only in doing my own thing, am I highly aware that it's going to take some time for it to sell. Absolutely. Yeah, because it's it's something that is very unique to me. And so there has to be the right person, somebody who is like-minded and really, really gets what it is that I'm creating that really wants that. Versus having something that there is a multitude of people that's, that, that want it, like something that's very standard. Right. So you and I both, when we started our art careers, we, uh, well, you delved into in the beginning creating some things that you thought the people would want. Oh, yeah, absolutely. When I started, when we started at the flea market, one of the first things that I did was, uh, write down the way was the produce people and they had these wooden crates. And essentially what I was doing was breaking these crates down and making signs out of them, making uh, funny signs. And, and, you know, I was still hand painting them and stuff. But uh, uh, signs were a big thing that sold at the flea market. There were a lot of shops that had signs. So I knew that as far as making money that I would be able to create these things uh, along with the art that I was creating, but kind of see it as art. Yeah. And I, I had similar things with jewelry that I knew people were looking for and I was creating them and then kind of on the side also doing my weird clee pieces. Yeah. And it was interesting because uh, after a while, like I was getting orders for signs and people wanted, uh, had specific sayings that they wanted on their signs. So like, it was it was lucrative. The only problem was that after a week, I uh, I was like, I, I hate making signs. Like, this is not what I want to do. 
And what was happening was that like my art in of itself, my, my weird, strange art that I was pretty much convinced that nobody was going to buy, um, started selling. Yeah. And, and sure, I wasn't charging a lot of money, but, uh, the fact is that there were people that wanted my art and were hanging my art on their walls. And so like I was making money off of the science, but I started making money off of my artwork and, I realized early on in the beginning that there was a crossroads. Either A, I was going to get popular and be known for the signs and basically be the the sign artist. You know, like you have people out there that that's like their niche. They have these things that they niche themselves in. Yeah. And um, And I realized very early that because I hated making signs, it just felt like work. Um, and it's interesting because that's where the guilt comes in. Like here, I either have an option to play and have fun and create my artwork the way that I want to create my artwork, or I have this aspect of my business that is work. And when you work, it's not supposed to be fun. Right. So like, that's where the guilt came in. Like, oh, come on, Rafi. Like, all you're doing is painting signs and you're complaining about that and whining. Like, why don't you just, why don't you just paint the damn signs because that's what the people want and, you know, sacrifice whatever it is that you need to sacrifice yourself, your soul, basically. And it does, it becomes soul sucking. Yeah, it becomes soul sucking. And you, uh, your guilt was actually manifest in people actually being disappointed when they found out you weren't doing signs anymore. So you had like evidence. Oh, yeah. Of people were like, oh. Yeah, people came <laughs> over and they were like, oh, we don't even even still to this day, like when people come into the studio, because on the, on the background of the walls, we have some of the old signs mm-hmm. that I had made back then. And uh, people even today, when they come into the studio, they're like, oh, that's really cool. Where do you get that sign? And I'm like, well, that's that's what I started with when I first started uh, these were some of the signs that I used to make and they're like, Oh, is there any way that you could make one for me? And I'm like, Nope, nope. I don't make, I don't make wooden crate signs anymore. You made that transition pretty quickly yeah. as you do with most things. For me, I was doing the things that I was producing many of that were selling really well and doing my, um, one of a kind creations. And it actually took me like years. Yeah. <laughs> um there was one particular thing that I was making that I was like I was pretty ready to be done with that, but um it was doing so well and there was so much demand for it that I actually felt like I couldn't take it away. Yeah. And it literally took me years uh to to remove that uh from my repertoire of things that I was doing and I faced the same thing. People reaching out like uh can do you still do this? Can I get it? I can't find it anywhere else. Um, would you make an exception for me and various emails and things? And yeah. Feeling really bad about it, but also knowing like I want to put my creative efforts into this other thing that I'm more passionate about in the realm of jewelry and it's building its own niche following. Yeah. And, and what's interesting here is that I'm not going to say, like, don't create something that you know is going to sell. I would say that the problem is that if you're creating something specifically just because it sells and you are creating what I like to call a security blanket with Mm -hmm. that, like, well, I know that this is going to sell. I don't really enjoy this, but I know that this is going to sell, Um, you know, it's it's very easy to fall into a place where you kind of get comfortable. 
Uh, and it was one of the, the statements that I made to you. You get comfortable in your discomfort. Like, yeah. you really don't enjoy doing this. You don't want to do it. Now, the problem is that the more that you do it, even though you don't enjoy doing it, the more popular you become for it. Yeah. And so the more demand that there is for it. And, and then the, it becomes harder to step away. Yeah, exactly. It becomes harder to step away. And I think the reason that I'm much quicker at identifying those things is because I spent so many years in corporate, you know, that there's a similarity there. It's like the jobs, when I started at my jobs, I enjoyed what I was doing because it was something new. It was fresh. It was exciting. It was the same thing with the science. Like, oh my God, I'm selling my artwork. So I had my artwork and I had these signs and people are actually paying me money for these things. Wow, this is exciting. And then, uh, you know, kind of reality sets in. You're sitting there and you're like, okay, well, the money isn't really enough because like I freaking hate making these signs. I hate making these <laughs> signs. I don't feel like I'm adding anything to the world. There's no other purpose behind me making these signs other than um, trying to make money. Yeah. Like I'm, I don't even want to sign these things. Like these are not, these are not like original Rafi creations. Like right. there, there's nothing deep behind it. I'm taking some old quote that I found somewhere that I thought was funny and I'm making the sign out of it. And so like, I think because there, there's a degree of in, in, there's a degree of inauthenticity that comes in there. Like, you're basically getting known and becoming this thing that you're not, you don't feel happy about like that's not who you are and so that's where the question comes in like hey if you can get behind the idea of making signs because there's a lot of people that do signs and they do quotes and they do stuff like that and they really really love what they're adding to the world by doing these things then absolutely it doesn't have anything to do with the actual action that you're doing it has to do with the motive behind it yeah i agree so uh, when we're talking about being in service to others, and I kind of want to step into like a little bit of the woo-woo realm here for a second. Um, I don't think, uh, just speaking from an energetic standpoint or an authenticity standpoint, uh, serving others versus creating from the heart, I think you're actually serving others more if you're creating from the heart. Exactly. So like if you're creating stuff you don't want to create – and it's soul sucking and you're making this thing and you're like, I really hate this. Um, I don't know that that's being in service to others. Yeah, because what you're putting out there is not something that is that that's where authenticity comes in. Mm -hmm. Like, is this something that you really enjoy? Because what are you doing? If I'm making signs and I'm sitting there having a conversation with somebody and pretending that I'm really proud of my signs and pretending that I'm excited about my signs, when in actuality, I hate making those damn things. And essentially what I'm doing is going out there and I need to fool this person into believing that I'm excited about what I do with right. my life versus actually being excited about what I do and that just speaking for itself. You know, what, what am I putting out there? What, what is it that I'm putting out there? What legacy is it that I'm going to leave behind? Right. And what is this person going to take with them? Like at the end of the day, it's just, it's, there is no service there. You want to be putting art, especially when it comes to art. Yeah. 
pieces that were made with passion. You know those little tags that say made with love? Yeah. Would you ever want to send someone a piece or sell them a piece with a little tag that said made with resentment and a slight <laughs> hint of bitterness on the side? Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah. I made you this sign. And by the way, I freaking hate making signs. Like, I wouldn't want to put anything in my house or wear anything that was made with resentment. Well, it's it's interesting because it, it brings it back to the whole idea of service to others. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think I think a lot of the the problem there is that when people think about service to others or the way that it's portrayed a lot, it it has a lot to do with self-sacrifice, right? So like if you're serving others, you're sacrificing yourself and your happiness. You're compromising. Yeah. You know, a lot of, a lot of the uh, requirements that we have when it comes to family, it's all about sacrifice and it's all about making sure that you're, and that's such a load of crap. Like it's not, it's not about serving other people has nothing to do with sacrifice or being a martyr or being somebody who is like overlooked and I do all these things and nobody appreciates me and blah, 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 all that crap. Like whenever you find yourself in a position like that, you really have to ask yourself, why am I doing what I'm doing? It's, it's the same thing that happens when you get in relationships. I mean, you and I have a very, very strong relationship. Uh, because it's not about serving you or the fact that you need me or that I need you. The fact is every day I get up and I'm like, I want to spend that time with you. I want to do these things because I love doing them, not because I'm doing them simply for you, because there is a fine line there. There is a very fine line between sacrificing your happiness and sacrificing who you are and your identity in order to make someone else happy and being who you are and being appreciated for who you are. And basically at that point, you're able to give so much more. Definitely. Because it is a genuine you. You are happy to give. So basically genuine service to others, genuine service to doing your part in the world to make the world a little brighter is acting from the heart. Is acting from the heart. Is being who you are, being who you actually are, doing the things that make you happy, not sacrificing your identity because you think it's going to make other people happy. Right. And when we talk about sharing your gifts with the world, that's going to change over time. Yeah. So you might start off with one thing and it evolves into something else and being willing to take those evolutionary steps and say, okay, well, this isn't me anymore, but this is, this is what I'm sharing. Absolutely. I have zero regrets when it comes to the fact that when I started my art career, I started with my art and with the, the signs, with the crate signs that Mm -hmm. I was making. Um, because it wasn't about selling the stuff. It was about putting myself out there, yeah. you know? And so like those crate signs actually made it a little bit easier for me to put my stuff out there. It would have been terrifying for me to just put my artwork out there without anything else that was going to, I just figured that it wasn't going to attract people. Maybe if I do these signs, Oh, I don't mind doing these signs. These are kind of cool. And they were really, really cool. So like there was the pride behind creating something that I had never created before and putting it out there and watching people react to it and buy it. Now, the thing is that after a while, I realized that like, wait, I don't like making these. And Mm -hmm. it's being authentic isn't like, I'm not going to do this. It's trying it and realizing like, oh, you know what? I kind of don't like this because I tried it. Having the experience and then being willing to walk away 
yeah. because it's not something that you really want to do. It's not something that you um, feel that is in your heart that you want to share. It, that's a really tough decision for people because of like what she says in the question. Like you almost feel guilty because uh, people are expecting something from you or people see you in a certain way. And for the most part, we all just kind of cater to what other people want from us the way that other people identify us is how we identify ourselves yeah it's all too easy to keep yourself kind of held in that trap especially when you are getting feedback from people i think about really famous artists like uh, matisse yeah people were angry at matisse in his later years because he was popular for one thing and then wasn't really doing it anymore and was doing all kinds of weird stuff that no one approved of yep um, they were like, you've changed. Yeah, man. you've changed. And that's, that's the thing. Like people are going to have a perspective of you that is based on what it is that you're putting out there. Mm-hmm. And so like, if you're unpredictable, sometimes people get upset about that. Yeah. You know, because they, they, they want, if they like, let's say you're a musician and you make one type of music. And then next thing you know, your next album is completely different. There's a lot of people that are just going to be turned off by that. Yeah. And and really like um, galleries, record labels, um, selling platforms, they reward consistency. They do. Um, so it can be really hard. One of the things that she mentions here is a selling platform uh, rewarding consistency, rewarding producing popular items over and, and over again. And that's, that's the, that's why when Pearl Jam became famous, there were like a thousand bands that sounded like Pearl Jam afterwards. Yes. You know, the Nirvana, the grunge thing, all of a sudden there was a bunch of bands that sounded like it. And that's because the record labels, uh, saw, oh, this works. You know, the way that I picture like any, like selling platforms or record labels is like you got, you got a guy with slick back hair and a suit and a bow tie and he has no idea what's popular or what's cool or anything. He's just kind of like this person that, that doesn't look at trends, doesn't look at anything. And all of a sudden this band is getting all this awareness and he's like, I have no idea why, but we need more like this. Mm -hmm. It's the reason that like when a popular movie about sharks comes out, then next thing you know, there's like five other movies about sharks. Yeah. That's why we have Sharknado 15 or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But like you have, you have all these, all these people that are making money they're basically the middlemen of the industry right so like the galleries the the uh record labels the production companies the production the companies yeah the selling platforms like these are people that are not creating stuff they're making money off of the transaction between the creator and the buyer yeah and so like they have no idea what's going on they're not the creative ones they're not the ones that are creating the trends absolutely not and of course they're going to want consistency if something is doing well that's where the revenue is coming in for those middlemen and definitely. yeah and that's what i mean they're following trends they have to follow trends by nature because they're not the ones that are creating the trends it is the artists out there that are creating the things that have never been seen before Mm -hmm. and it is the buyers out there that see these things and are attracted by them that then decide to buy them and then once that thing that hasn't been created before becomes popular then it becomes a trend that the platforms and the labels and the galleries can jump on in order to sell to more people 
And that's, that's the issue. If you're going to follow trends of what is popular and what sells, um, you got to realize like the, the amount of creativity that goes into that, um, isn't, uh, isn't Genesis creativity. You know, it's not, it's not the stuff that creates the next new thing. Right. We're, we're dynamic. We're not built for repetition. I don't believe we're built for repetition. Eventually things get stagnant. You have to be constantly evolving. And also I want to say that's fine. If you're making something that's popular and you're reproducing it and you don't feel like it's soul sucking, it's absolutely fine to produce numerous items that people want to buy. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, we still have, uh, the, the shop on Etsy, which I don't think that shop on Etsy is going to stay up very long considering the newest thing with, with them. But, um, uh, you know, Etsy is, is one of those platforms that does reward. Consistency, consistency and repetition. And yeah. repetition. So like on that platform, I have my prints. The prints are things that I can reproduce, mm-hmm. right? Um, I have my Seasons of Change trees. It is my longest running series. Now I've had other series that I started and I had for a little while and then they kind of petered out. Not because they weren't popular anymore, but because I was like, eh, I don't want it. I don't want to create this thing anymore. Yeah. You know, so like you just play it by ear with what you're creating. If this is something that you could still find a love and a passion for, then absolutely create it. If it is something that you kind of dread every single time you get an order or you, you just, you're like, why am I even fucking doing this? Um, you, you gotta be honest with yourself. And I think that that's, that's, that's the important thing there. Like you, you have to be honest with other people, but you have to be honest with yourself first about why you're creating it. What is your motivation behind it? Absolutely. And understand that like you may be using other people as an excuse, you know, that whole like, Oh, I, you know, am I in service by, by not doing this thing that other people want? That's a total excuse. Like, absolutely. Cause if you hate doing it, what kind of, what, what sort, it's not called service, it's sacrifice. Yeah. And it's not just a selling platform. It's not just wherever you, you know, like I was doing my local market and basically I had inventory, yeah. you know, like it, it became like product, um, which trays need to be filled? What goes on those trays? What do I need to make? And it was like this constant production line of like, I did it to myself. Yeah. I didn't have to yeah. do it that way. I did it to myself and I realized it's fine to be producing those items. They're my unique creations. You can take your unique creations that started off as creative passion and you can turn those things into oh, production absolutely. line. Absolutely. And I've done it. I have things that I've been making for eight years now that are popular that I can still enjoy making as long as I'm also taking the time to create new things. Exactly. For me, it's striking a balance between those two. Yeah. But there are things that I've had to completely let go of because I just could not find the joy in it any longer. Yeah. And that's, you got to be honest with yourself. Like, do I, and why, why am I creating this if I don't want to, maybe I enjoyed it in the beginning mm-hmm. because it was a challenge and like, I wanted to see if I could do it. But then after a while you're like, I could do this with my eyes closed and that's fine if you still enjoy it. But if you don't, then why do it? Then why do it? You know, it's funny because like you were talking about like uh production being in production mode and yeah. inventory and all that stuff. And I think about uh the fact that 
in my mind, it's like we're all just a bunch of kids, right? We're all, no matter how old you are, we're still just a bunch of kids, right? Like dicking around out in the world. And we uh, go into these, these constructs where it's like, now I'm an adult. And like, because I keep inventory and I have production and I run my business. And we were talking about that. Like you're doing the, the market and it's almost like you, you, I've got production, I've got inventory, I've got whatever. But then when you stop and you look, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm standing on a dirt patch, <laughs> right? In the middle of a farmer's market. And, um, I only have two tables worth of stuff and like, I'm really, really, cause you get to talk to other people. It's like, yo, well, I took inventory of blah, yes. blah, blah. And I need to produce these things because I have this show coming up. And like, you take yourself so seriously. It's like, it's like humble bragging. You're like, Oh, I, and I almost ran out of product, you know, like, and it's like, it's not product. It's art, right? You're creating art. You're yeah, I have checklists and spreadsheets. Yeah, I have checklists. Yeah, I fall into that. I mean, when it comes to the media schedule, oh my God, that's been, I mean, I had my, my struggles with art and like production and stuff, and I will still have uh, struggles with that. And, you know, obviously I'm venturing into new, new areas and new territory with the book and things like that. Um, uh, luckily with the book, like there is production. I don't have to worry about production of the book because my concern is writing the book and designing it and doing all that stuff. So like once that's done, production kind of takes over on its own. Um, but when it comes to like the media schedule and like what we're doing on YouTube and what we're doing on Patreon and, and whether or not the content is being authentic or it's being real, uh, what kind of music am I going to write? What kind of like it, this kind of falls into every single creative medium that there is where instead of just being a kid and just playing and creating stuff and putting it out there, uh, we do things to make ourselves feel like we're adults. Yeah, you get lost in it sometimes and you kind of forget what the motivation was when you were just having fun. Yeah. Yeah. And and that that energy, that that funness is what gets other people excited. If you're excited about something, other people are going to be excited about it. Mm-hmm. If you're just producing product, how excited could you really be about it? You know, like Not very. Yeah. I can tell you that. And I and I mean and that's that's where that's where I would leave this is you create things because they matter to you because it's something that you want to share in the world because it's something that you get excited about and trust that the people that are going to get excited about it will get excited about it as well and want to purchase it. Now it may take longer than if you have a standard thing that you know sells out there because there's a big market for it or Mm -hmm. whatever, or like you have a niche market. And that's what a lot of, a lot of those like selling courses and artist courses, that's what they, that's what they promote. Because, determining your niche market. Yeah, because that's what works. That's just general commerce. Like that's, you know, there's, it's no big secret. Like if something is popular, if something is niche and it's easy to, to track down and there's already a group out there that wants to buy it. Yes, it's going to be easier to sell it. When you are creating from the heart and you're creating something that is completely unique and original to you, there is not a group out there that has identified themselves as that group that wants to buy that thing. Right. Not yet. They yeah. will find you. They will eventually. find you. Yeah, they will find you and you will create a following that is very, very specific and niche to who you are. Mm-hmm. But also when you get that kind of following, you could do whatever you want. I have so much different diversity when it comes to my art 
And it's the same thing that I want to do with the music. And it's the same thing that I want to do with the media. And it's the same thing that I want to do with the books. I want to write a kid's book. I want to do a book with you. Yeah. Um, there are different things that I want to do just because they are fun projects. And if I can um, capitalize on that, then that's great because then I can make money while doing what I love. It's the idea of getting that concept of I got to work hard. I got to bust my ass. I got to be miserable. I got to sacrifice at what I do. And that's the only way to make money because that's what I grew up with, that mentality. So that's one of my constant struggles every day. You see this media schedule. I love doing YouTube videos. I love recording stuff. I love doing the stuff for Patreon. And I'm driving myself crazy putting together checklists yeah. and media schedules and whatnots uh, because I'm trying to take myself seriously and take do more than what I need to do. Because I, I got to work hard at it. I got to do this. And so like I reached burnout. Right. And that's the inevitable conclusion to doing that is burnout. Exactly. If you are producing stuff and your heart is not in it and you get a big demand for that stuff that your heart is not in, you will reach burnout. Yeah. The, and then what? Yeah. And then what? Like, oh, well, that was my sacrifice because I'm serving others. Like, n no, it's not about serving others. It's about sh sharing who you are. Being in genuine service to others, sharing your gifts from the heart, being passionate, being dynamic, constantly evolving, and most of all, having a good time. Yeah, exactly. And nobody wants, nobody wants the bullshit. Nobody no, wants don't. the bullshit. Did, you know, when I look at the media schedule, that's one of the things that has kept me in line is like realizing like nobody wants to listen to a podcast that is full of bullshit just because we want, you know, oh, well, it's a schedule. I need to record a podcast now because it's Monday. It's like, the reason that we announced website month and then scrapped it and tossed it out the window. Yeah, exactly. Because you have to and you have to be willing to uh, essentially look like uh, an idiot in front of hundreds. You know, for us, now we've got like 20,000 subscribers and we've got thousands of subscri subscribers on the podcast. And so like, it's the willingness to be like, okay, I look like a, like a complete idiot now because I announced this thing. But really a week later, I was like, wait a second, I don't want to do that and have the ability to say like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Instead of just like, well, if I said that I was going to do this thing, then I need to do this thing because it is a sacrifice for the people. And the fact is that like the people that really are with you, they don't want that. No, they just want you to be you. They want you to be you. They don't want you to create some shit that you don't want to create. I fall into the trap sometimes of, I'm a man of my word. Yeah. And I, I said that yeah, I would whatever. And that's fine. And the, the thing is that you could change your word. If you say, I'm going to do this thing, I promise I'm going to do this thing. And then a week later, you're like, man, I really don't want to do that thing. Being a person of your word means that you're willing to say like, you know what? I said that I was going to do this thing and I just can't. It's not it's in not me. Authentic. It's not authentic. It's not the real me. And if I do this, I'm being disingenuine to myself and I'm doing this not because it's real. I'm doing this because I think that I need to do this. Mm -hmm. And, and that's what's important because your relationships get formed based on, the things that you do and the person that you are to other people. So like essentially if we were just posting things because, well, we need to post things because it's Tuesday, then um, or we need to record this because it's Wednesday. 
then at that point, like you're developing a relationship with people that is based on inauthenticity. Yeah. Because you're not doing it because you want to, you know? A lot of people say like people aren't, uh, even as an artist, people aren't going to necessarily remember what you did uh, or even what you said or even how you were, but they remember how you made them feel and how you make them feel is also based on how you feel. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And if you're sitting there and you're resentful, listen, uh, whether it comes to uh, art out there or jewelry or these videos or whatever, I could tell you firsthand that if you are doing something out of obligation, you are going to feel resentful. Mm-hmm. You are going to feel resentful in some way, shape, or form. I've, I, you know, I've come close to that when it comes to like the videos in the podcast because there was a point where I felt obligated to do the things. And so, like, I'd post something, I'd bust my ass, you know, so I did the sacrifice, I sacrificed this time, and I busted my ass, and I did this thing, and I put it out there. And then you get one bad comment. And. That's it. Your entire world falls apart because you're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for them. And they don't even appreciate it. They don't even appreciate. Yeah, exactly. So like you gotta, you gotta be careful. You, there you are creating this, this, these signs that you didn't want to create in the first place and you take on this order and then the person gets in. They're like, Oh, I don't like it. (laughs) And you're like, what the fuck? Like I didn't even want to do this stupid sign in the first place. So like thing, you know, you're painting signs that say, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So like, if you're gonna do something, you gotta do it for you. So that you the your motivations are real. And then you don't you don't resent anybody because you're not doing it for them. Like, when we do these videos and uh, the the podcast, we're not doing it for the people that are listening, even though we definitely want the people that are listening to experience that. But it it has more to do with like what we want. We want to be able to share our voice out there. Uh, not, not, not the idea that like I have all these important things and all this knowledge that I want to share with the world. Like that's not it. I have an opinion. And so this is a great platform for me to speak my truth, my opinion. Totally. And this is a conversation that we would be having regardless if we yeah. were recording ourselves. Exactly. We just we just happen to be recording this conversation so that other people could share in it. So, so ultimately what you're sharing with the world is your passion. Yeah. Ultimately just sharing sharing your passion. It's it's keeping that as a guidepost for yourself on any projects that you do and realizing that you have the option to reevaluate, reevaluate, reidentify, decide not to do something, decide to do something. Whatever it is, you can't get it wrong. No. You know, like you 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 decide how long it's gonna take you to realize like, oh, I really don't want to do this. Yeah. You know, like there's do you you can't get it wrong. You decide whether or not, okay, I'm going to create these signs, even though I hate making these signs, but there is going to come a point where I'm going to stop making these signs. You know, Whether like, you're doing something for 10 years or you change it up every year, just be checking in with yourself. Just check in with yourself and make sure that you are being real to yourself and understand that you, uh, if you have a fear of you're not serving others, really what it comes down to is you have a fear that you're letting people down. Mm-hmm. And if... People are let down by the idea that you're being yourself, then you know what? They have, they have expectations that are not genuine to who you are. Absolutely. 
Um, I think this was an excellent, excellent topic and question. I want to say thank you to Julie Mayer for writing us. Thank you, Julie. Asking. Uh, hopefully we answered your question, uh, authentically and yeah. with passion. Yeah. I know that there was a lot of rambling here, Julie, but this is, this is the rambling is kind of like the conversations that Clee and I have anyway. So. Yeah. It's just a lot of rambling back and forth. So hopefully you enjoyed the rambling. And I think that's it for today. I think that's it for that question. Yeah, uh, we've uh, got we've got studio work to get to. <laughs> hopefully not any soul sucking studio. No, no, work. no soul sucking studio work. And um, and I want to hear your stories, you guys. You know, like it, has there been anything like that that you've realized, or maybe something that you are currently working on that you're like, man, I, oh, you know what, I really don't want to do this. This podcast really, uh, really spoke to me. <laughs> or even if you're on the opposite end of that, like, yeah, Rafi, you're full of crap. Uh, go ahead and leave that in the comment section below and discuss it amongst yourself. I would love to read those comments. And thank you so much for listening, you guys. You guys are absolutely freaking amazing. I totally adore you. And if you like this and you want to listen to more like this, just go ahead and click somewhere around here to subscribe. And uh, that's it. Say goodbye, Clee. Good day. Adios. Adios.